a very special announcement. The Customer Conference Europe is back in London. This is a great opportunity to meet international customer success innovators. For more information, check the link in the show notes. My next guest is Kate Neal, Director of Customer Success at Staircase AI. A customer success professional since 2011, Kate has created CS programs from scratch, hired and led teams at four different SaaS startups. Passionate about building and scaling relationships, Kate recently joined Staircase AI as Director of Customer Success to help usher in a new era of the CS tech stack, Relationship Intelligence. She'll be telling us more about it and her journey next. Join me and let's open that toolbox. Always be working to improve your emotional intelligence, your EQ, right? Those soft skills that we have of building and really being able to facilitate a friendly relationship with the customer and, and making sure that they feel heard and listened to and that you are really caring about those outcomes. Hi, Kate. How are you? Welcome to CSM Toolbox. Hey, Isabel. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time today. So if you could please tell the audience, what problem is Staircase AI trying to solve? Yeah, you bet. So Kate Neal, Staircase Director of Customer Success, and we are trying to solve the business problem or business goal, right, of NRR. So that's generally a combination of retention and expansion, and ultimately what leads to a signal of, of healthy and successful customers. And the way that we go about that is uh, sort of building the foundation on relationships as the bedrock of really, you know, generally mid to enterprise SaaS businesses and being able to cultivate and nurture and grow and build those relationships is really what we've seen lead to that increase in NRR, that strong retention. And so we're using, you know, various technology like machine learning and AI and, and some other things to help customers build those relationships that scale. I don't know if you're familiar with the Dunbar number, right? But there gets to be sort of a tipping point as individual humans of the number of relationships that, that we can really uh, hold at one time. And as you scale and grow in, in your SaaS business, right, the number of relationships kind of exponentially grows with it. And so at some point, you really need to rely on technology to help you manage, track those relationships, nurture them, and, and give you insight into where those relationships, stay. you know, we, I kind of think about ourselves as not product analytics, but human and relationship analytics. Yeah. And even I think how you can actually maximize, and, and I make the, made the note here about nurturing relationships, like it's still for customer success teams, if there's always that element of automation, I have heard opinions where perhaps a digital, and I'm doing some air quotes here, like that digital side can maybe lose some of that nurturing. But as you're saying now, that it can actually perhaps even strengthen those relationships and make some sense out of the data as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that we've learned you know, over the course of, of being on this mission to automate, automate, automate everything that 
there really is no replacement for that human to human relationship. And so while automation is a wonderful tool for us as CS professionals, we cannot let that take place of cultivating those one-on-one relationships with our champions, our decision makers, our executive sponsors, power users, right? There's generally key stakeholders within any of our individual accounts in our book of business that you know, require us to kind of put a little bit more effort in than just sending, you know, some tech touch email. A hundred percent. And before we started recording, I know we uh, we were talking about like you just joined Stargaze AI not that long ago. So even in your role now as director of customer success, what have you learned from your customers' feedback so far? Yeah, well, I think, you know, what I love about being at customer success is we're creating tech for customer success teams. And I've been in customer success and enterprise SaaS for a little bit over the last in various verticals. And, and now it's sort of macro. I get to be in the vertical of customer success. And so I'm really our, our sort of key persona, right? Our key buyer persona. And a lot of the feedback that we're getting are things that resonate so deeply with me from that decade plus of experience, right? There's a lack of visibility. It's hard to understand both as a CSM and as a leader of the CS team, right? What's going on with your customers at any given time? You know, there's a lot of disparate data sources, but there isn't always a single source of truth where you can see things like what is your customer sentiment? And so that visibility, right, being able to answer those key questions, what's going on with our customers, what's going on with our team, and and providing that visibility is certainly something that that I've heard a lot of customer success teams are kind of looking to, and and that's really something that Staircase does, right, helps bring it all into a collective view and then uses machine learning and, and other insights to give you that customer sentiment. Yeah, and I think as you pointed out that you will be that buyer persona. So in a way, not only to you, but I'm going to assume here for your team as well, that it's already giving you insights in terms of the people they are talking to. And I think that's already putting yourself in their issues as well. So it's already in a way making sense out of that data. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we certainly eat our own dog food here at Staircase, right? I'm in there all the time getting help, you know, managing my own relationships and my own men and certainly sharing those insights and, and best practices with all of the folks that, that we've onboarded on the Staircase so far. Yeah, totally. And I think both of us, we will be quite active on LinkedIn. So I know that there will be a lot of posts in the last few years around customer-led growth, product-led growth, and more recently about community-led growth now. So I would like to get your thoughts on all of them. And if uh, you you think that is this something that we can combine should be, or you as a leader, should, have you prioritized? Yeah, I will I'll be keen to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, sort of all of those three that you've mentioned, we've been able to see over the past few years as as the evolution of the go-to-market strategy. And my opinion of the modern go-to-market strategy is that you probably should have a mixture of all three of those as as part of of, uh, your strategy. And, you know, product-led growth won't work for everybody, but I think we are starting to see, you know, some of that B2C creep into the B2B world in terms of the iPhone experience. People want something that's 
easy to use and intuitive that looks really cool that, you know, they can share things with their teammates from it. And, and, and I think that, you know, that's kind of the, what's led the come up of the product led growth. And, and also it's great for reducing a lot of the barriers that some of those more traditional sales heavy approaches brought to the table, right? Like we've learned over time, not a lot of buyers want to sit through three phone calls before they see a demo and then another phone call to even discuss pricing. And and that really is putting up so many barriers and friction and, and product-led growth just eliminates those, right? You can get in there, you can see it for yourself and, and decide if it's something that works for you. And when we look at something like customer-led growth, right, there's no better advocate for us than our customers. And then you look at community-led growth, which is sort of like the collection of the, those awesome advocates and customers, right? And so I think really the go-to market strategy moving forward is probably going to pull the elements from each of those that, that really make a difference and blend them together into one, I'm not sure what we would call it, but a new kind of go-to market strategy pulling from all three of those. As you were mentioning, between customer-led growth, that's we want our customers to be our advocates. And I mean, I think we are always looking for them to obviously achieve their business goals or business outcomes. But I think once that they are at that stage of advocacy, and if a platform, if a service decides to create a community based on the advocates they have, I think they will be, and I read this somewhere, I can't remember from who, but I, that they will be building the community with you because you will already have those advocates as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and that's really what the community is, right? Like-minded individuals pursuing the same goals and, and passions. And I think that as you start to build those customer advocates and, and as CS professionals, you know, as well as I do, that one of our, our biggest reasons to be and, and things that we do for our customers is as connectors, right? We connect them to industry insights and articles that we think might be helpful. We connect them to, you know, peers in their industry who may have ideas to share. And, and ultimately, you're right. Every time we make those connections, right, we're building that community brain. Um, and, and that's really what will help you grow the most, right? There's, there's nothing better than that customer word of mouth and, and social proof that a community can bring. We have talked about how you participate in the CS community through LinkedIn, and you were talking about how, as customer success managers, how we can level up our game. So that got me thinking as well, am I leveling up my game? How can I do that? So if for the audience today, if you could please expand on that. Yeah, you bet. I mean, I think the beautiful thing about our industry and, and being CS folks is there's always room to continue to up-level your game. And and this is a question that I get a lot in my DMs on LinkedIn from CSMs who are wanting to, to get better or even new folks looking to break into the CS field. There's a lot of educators coming over right now and, and a lot of interest in, you know, how do I really stand out as a CSM? And one of the biggest learnings that I had when I was a CSM several years ago, right, is it's not enough to be a product expert. 
right? We are looking to usher our customers into success, right? And that's, of course, through our products and services, but also through our partnership and our thought leadership and our industry awareness and knowledge. And so I think going beyond the product as a CSM and becoming really an industry expert and like I mentioned before, connecting them to various resources and peers and, and information from their industry that can help them take their business to the next level will help you secure your seat as sort of that strategic advisor that that we really should all be aiming to in the relationships that we're building with customers. So that's certainly one thing that I recommend. Another is, I guess, a little bit of back to the basics, right? But when you're talking to your customers and they mention, you know, especially now during COVID, everyone's home and their kids and their pets. And when they mention something about a personal insight to you, right? Write it down, right? Did Sally go on mute for a minute because she had a sick kid or uh, was the dog barking and you got to understand their name and, and what kind of dog, right? Like just jot those down wherever you hold your kind of notes on customers. And the next time you talk to them, just, you know, at the beginning of, of the call, hey, how's your sick kiddo or how's your back doing? Or, you know, it, it's very minor, right? But it helps you build and strengthen and deepen those relationships and let your customer know that you care about them as a human, right? And not just a means to an end of, of your business. Always be working to improve your emotional intelligence, your EQ, right? Those soft skills that we have of building and really being able to facilitate a friendly relationship with the customer and, and making sure that they feel heard and listened to and that you are really caring about those outcomes uh, will, again, deepen that relationship and, and go a long way. Yeah, and I was talking to our guests about how maybe we have had to adapt to a different way of socializing because I think now that, I mean, two years in, maybe we are more accustomed to be on video instead of actually going to visit to do on-site with customers and, and all of that stuff. There is a book called Digital Body Language. I, I forget the, the name of the author. I, I will link it to the show notes that I think we are Again, we are adapting ourselves to this new etiquette. But as you said, that if you do hear a dog barking or suddenly a cat jumps into the, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, to the keyboard or just, I think it's, if we are in this situation that both you and the customer will be working from home, you might as well make the most out of that interaction. I mean, it depends as well, I guess, on. The conversation you're having with a customer but at the same time i think if you can relate at that level like we are both most likely working from home perhaps so i think as you said mm -hmm. just trying to yeah relate to them at that level yeah absolutely and you're right i think our this has become our new normal you know we certainly can't replace that human to human interaction and i do hope that we get back into the swing of of being able to go visit customers more and more. But even still, I think we're we're pretty settled into the world of more Zoom meetings and and, and screen time. And it, it's good to to be able to adapt and to still find ways to deepen that relationship. And I think when you're looking for those opportunities, right, not only are you deepening and strengthening the relationship, but you're also probably moving that relationship from some sort of like, you know, professional kind of ground level relationship into something a little bit more friendly and familiar. And, and as you develop those kind of relationships and moving them in that direction, 
you're certainly going to get a lot more insight from that customer than you would if things were just pretty dry and, and professional. Yeah, no, totally. I, I agree 100%. And I think now, as you said, moving into this new normal for everyone that you can maybe look back someday, but at the same time that maybe we are also learning more about our customers and even our colleagues, if we will have them remotely as well, hopefully that the collaboration now, it is different. It can be explored as well in different ways of how we can actually work as a team as well. Yeah, it gives you the opportunity to get a little bit more personal when you can see someone's background <laughs> in their house and ask them about a piece of art on the wall or, or something that you see, right? It gives you a little bit more of those opportunities than if you're sitting in a conference room or an office. Yeah, yeah. No, we have had the chance to look at our colleagues or our customers, living rooms, kitchens, etc. So yeah. yeah, different opportunities now for sure. So yeah, and okay, it's just before I let you go, something that I like to ask all of my guests, what's in your toolbox? Other than staircase, what mobile or web app you cannot live without and it can be work and not work related? Nice. Well, I'll give you a couple, right? Non-work related and work related. So non-work related, I love the Calm app. I use it for gratitude tracking, journaling, guided meditations. I love the Daily J. Also, the Aura Ring app tracks my fitness and my sleep. And I'm trying to learn Spanish, so I'm using Duolingo quite a bit. So those are sort of three that I can't live without personally. Work-wise, right, other than staircase and, and sort of the obvious Slack email calendar to do note-keeping, Zoom things. I love Canva because I am not a graphic designer and it makes me look like one that. And then also shout out to Demio. We just started using Demio for running our webinars and it's been a really amazing platform and has an awesome team behind it, especially my good friend, Megan Glenn. So I've really been uh, enjoying getting to know Demio and, and using that. Yeah, that sounds like great tools. And yeah, I think once again, we give a shout out to Canva. I'm also... Uh... A big fan. <laughs> I'm still going to ask, but I'm assuming the best way for folks to reach out to you if they will want to do that, how could they do it? Yeah, definitely LinkedIn is a great way to reach out to me. You can also email me, kate at staircase.ai. Um, but love to connect with new folks on LinkedIn and, and talk CS and other things. So Sounds great. Thank you so much, Kate. Have a great day. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Thanks. it. Esse podcast foi editado por Aerolitos, edição inteligente.